Welcome to the Round the League podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Round the League podcast. I'm your host, Bryant, and this is your podcast for everything sports. You can find this podcast on all of your favorite podcast platforms at the Round the League podcast and on YouTube at B-Man Films. So let's go ahead and get into it, starting off with the college football playoff. This week, uh, some interesting news coming out of the college football playoff. Um, I have not talked about college football in a long time uh, since the end of the season, but they are looking to possibly expand to a 12-team playoff. Um, and I will uh, read off um, how that'll work in a second. A lot of people were looking for an 18 playoff. A 16 team playoff seems a little bit steep um, with how, how many games that would involve. Um, but a 12 team playoff would be extremely interesting because it would involve first round buys. For the 12 team playoff, um, the six highest ranked conference champions would get in. And then there are six at large teams and the four highest ranked conference champion teams get a first round buy. So it is really nice to see those at large bids where they will pick who they want in. Um, and they don't have to be a conference champion. They don't have to be a power five team. Just as long as they are an FBS team, um, and they have a good enough season, as long as they are a, a, uh, FBS team and they have a good enough season, anyone can get in with those four large bids. And it is also great to know that if you win your conference championship, you will get in. Oh, which is nice because if you really get into it, there are uh, possibly some situations where a conference champion wouldn't get in. And I really think that it is nice uh, for all the conference champions to get in, but also for there to be variety. So you don't have to be a conference champion to get in. Um, But it does um, put Notre Dame at a little bit of a disadvantage. Um, because they are not in a conference, so they, of course, can't win a conference, uh, so they are ineligible for a first-round bye. So that's actually um, big, and I kind of like that because a lot of times Notre Dame could end up with a um, undefeated record without having to go through uh, the conference powers that uh, someone coming out of the Big Ten or the SEC um, would have to deal with. So I definitely think that that is good and that they will have to definitely play uh, their... Uh, play against a top opponent and I would it would be interesting to see if either a uh, for that reason they end up joining the ACC like they do with every other sport that they play or um, b if they say go undefeated or something then um, if the committee does put them into a first round by spot um, but also with it being six conference champions rather than five, that means another conference champion would get in. So like a UCF team or Coastal Carolina, so a team from like the Sun Belt or the American Conference, one team from one of those um, conferences could get in. So teams like Cincinnati, who has been huge, um, San Jose um, State, Coastal Carolina, uh, a couple of those teams that have been really good, UFC, a couple of those teams that have been really good, um, but because of them not playing in a power five, they weren't able to get in. Um, and of course, uh, don't get too excited because this hasn't gone through yet, but I really hope it does because this would just bring such a great experience. Um, and I'd watched a video and I really, really liked what they had talked about of how it kind of creates a false feeling of a playoff because you feel like you're going to have a playoff and you're like, yes, this is, they're opening up to more teams, but it really, it just, it, it ends up being all power five teams. Um, there's, oh, there's been like, of it's been going on since 2014. So we've had this playoff for, I think, well, that might've been the seven year and um we have we've only had like I, I think we've had maybe 10 teams get in um and 
there have been four matchups of Alabama versus Clemson, which I mean, as an Alabama fan, of course, I enjoy that. And I enjoy Alabama having gotten in seven years in a row. But I don't like that you don't get to see Cinderella stories. Like there's no Cinderella stories in college football uh, like there are in um, baseball and there are in basketball, especially in like even softball this year that I was watching. Like with this new proposal, you will get one of those teams um, that would be considered a quote Cinderella that would be able to get in and, and have their shot at a national title, unlike what is going on today. So I will keep you guys updated on how that is going and if hopefully um, we could get get that through by next season, possibly. Um, I forget when the contract expires. They have a contract with the um, with, for like college football playoff, which is really weird, but they have a contract for the 14 playoff. Who knows? I'm not sure. I cannot remember if that contract goes till 2026 or till 2022, something like that, or if this new proposal would be like um, a contract extension where um, it will go, it will add on after, or if it will be like renegotiating a contract where they will um, pick this up immediately as of either next season or uh, the season after. But moving in to the NBA, we are in the dead heat of the playoffs in the conference semifinals. Um, so in um, the Hawks versus 76er series, we are in game three, and the Hawks got a huge win in the first game, 128 to 124, a high-scoring game where they uh, pulled out the win by four, but the 76ers have been dominating the last couple of games. Um, they got a 16-point win in game two, and then this last game, they got a uh, another 16-point win, and the 76ers go up two to one threatening elimination for the Hawks with only two more wins in game three of the Utah Jazz versus the Clippers series the Utah Jazz end up losing that one 106 to 132 and if you can remember to the beginning to the middle of the season the Utah Jazz were just on fire a couple months ago and they are up uh in game three two to one of this series of course these series are just getting kicked off and the Suns end up closing out their series with the Nuggets uh, four to nothing. So the MVP, so the MVP Nikola Jokic is knocked out, and of course uh, that was something that I had to talk about uh, this week was that um, this um, I believe this last week Nikola Jokic was um, announced as the league MVP. So congratulations to him. But in this final game uh, tonight, the um, Suns get the win, one twenty five to one eighteen, to sweep the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Chris Paul gets 37 points along with Devin Booker getting 34 points. So a dynamic duo there trying to make their run to the championship. And it is looking like a very dominant run. And in game four of the Bucks net series, they're in a dead heat with the Bucks inching out a win 107 to 96. That series is, of course, tied two to two. But yeah, that's about it from the NBA. There are eight teams left. Now moving into the NHL where there are four teams left. In the conference finals, you have the Canadians versus the Golden Knights and the Islanders versus the Lightning in the series. Of course, the Golden Knights, who I've been talking about, have been always hovering around that uh, championship so close. The first year they came into the league, they were um, they end up losing in the Stanley Cup final. 
uh, and they've been hovering around in the last couple of years, and who knows, possibly they will get their cup, but they are super dominant, especially for being a startup team, what they've existed for, I think this is their fourth season, third season, uh, started in 2017, but in game one, a final tonight, the Islanders beat the Lightning 2-1, to one. the defending Stanley Cup champions are in a dead heat again for the Stanley Cup trying to go back to back and the Canadians and Golden Knights will uh, start game one tomorrow at nine o'clock. So who knows how that will end up going. Um, of course, Vegas get their win over the projected Stanley Cup champion, the Colorado Avalanche, 3-6 to six to close out the series 4-2. to two. The Islanders beat the Bruins, who played in the cup final um, two years ago when they lost to the Blues. Um, and they lose a two to six, and the Islanders win the series four to two. The Canadians beat the Jets in a sweep, uh, last game ending two to three, and Montreal wins four to nothing. The Lightning beat the Hurricanes in a four one series, and uh, their final game went two to nothing towards the Lightning. But that's it. If you look at the last series, of course, this varies uh, by opponent. But the Canadians were, of course, the most dominant as the Habs got a sweep in their series. The Golden Knights uh, win 4-2 uh, dominantly over a very good team. And the Lightning come one game from a sweep also. So really excited for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Of course, just game one of a seven-game series now. And then there will be a seven-game series for the Cup. Uh, so really exciting. And tune in as the hockey season is finishing up. But an interesting story coming out of the PGA was Brooks Kepka and uh, Bryson DeChambeau, who are in a feud right now, a beef, um, which was really interesting with um, fans getting ejected for um, taunting players. Brooks Kepka has come out and said their beef is good for the game of golf, and I definitely agree. I think golf is a fairly boring sport um, to people like nowadays that enjoy watching sports like football and baseball. Um, even baseball is kind of... Um, turning into a more boring sport by the eyes of people. It's a, it's a fun sport to watch if you get into it, but I think uh, the banter between them is helping bring people into the game, and it's always something fun to watch if it's online, if it's celebrities, if it's golfers. Um, so I think it's good, and it's helping bring people into the game that would not otherwise be watching golf. That's just a quick update on their beef, and uh, something that happened a couple weeks ago that really got it kicked off was when Brooks Kepka had an interview, and DeChambeau walked behind him, and he lost his train of thought, and he, he just like, ugh, and um, was basically what he said, and it was kind of funny um, that DeChambeau, like, that, that was the reaction that had to him, that was what kind of kicked off the whole beef, but who knows what'll happen with that. But moving on to the MLB, the Cubs are on a hot stretch, of course, um, my favorite team. Um, but before I want to talk about the All-Star voting, it has just opened up, so you can go ahead and go online um, to the MLB All-Star game, and I think MLB.com will have a link there. Um, and you can go phase one, you uh, vote for your favorite players um, June 3rd to through 24th and June uh, 28th to July 1st you vote on the starters and so you're voting for your favorite players in the first phase and then the second one you're voting on who will start out of those favorite players another player um, another player who I wanted to highlight was Jacob deGrom with uh, the Mets um, he has had uh, through 10 appearances he has had a point five six ERA so on average his earned runs are only half half a run um, I believe per appearance, which is amazing. Um, the I believe this is the top ERAs um, 
overall like final at the end of the season doc gooden with a 153 era um who had a 189 through 10 appearances bob gibson had 152 through 10 appearances and ended up with a 112 and dutch leonard with the 1914 boston red sox I believe that was the year wrigley field open um he his era through 10 appearances was 0.52 minuscule and he ends up with a final ERA of .96, not even giving up one run, uh, one earned run for, per appearance. But I did want to talk about the Cubs real quick, as they're on a hot stretch. As the Cubs are on a hot stretch, and they have, um, and they're in a dead heat for uh, first place in the Central with the Brewers, 38 and 27. Um, for each with a 585 uh, win percentage, the Cubs are just a little bit better than the Brewers at home, but a little bit worse away. Um, if you want to know those stats, but they are tied currently, um, and the Cubs are on a hot stretch. They went from third behind the Cub, the Brewers, and the Cardinals um, to up to first place with a win tonight after sweeping the Cardinals, who are now in third place, as it is kind of a drop-off after those two with five and six, and then the Pirates in 14th. They are having a really great stretch. They had, like I think, on, uh, only like one or two losses. In the last month, someone that I wanted to highlight was Patrick Wisdom, who has had an absolutely amazing start off to his career as a Cub. Um, he just got called up from AAA this, um, just I believe, a couple weeks ago. He has hit eight home runs in 18 games, um, and I believe he started off with seven home runs in eight games, and he's cooled off a little bit, which of course always happens when new. I, he's not a new prospect, as he's been up in the majors since 2018. Um, but he's, I guess he's changed something about his mechanics and he's come off super hot, just hitting bombs, playing great third base. And with the versatility of Chris Bryant and how he's able to play in the outfield, able to play in the infield, he's made starts at all the positions in the outfield. He's made starts at first base. He's made starts at third base. I think he might've made some starts at second base and second base or shortstop even. So with his versatility, having Patrick Wisdom being able to play at third base and first base pinch hit and uh, play DH if they were to play an AL opponent. Uh, he's huge for them, and he's just a lot of fun to watch and just someone that I wanted to highlight as a player uh, to watch out for. Uh, and in NCAA softball, I just really quick wanted to go over Oklahoma beats Florida State 5-1 to one in Game 3 of the series, beats Florida State 5-1 to one to win the NCAA softball championship. Uh, Florida State ended up beating Alabama in two games uh, to advance, and Oklahoma had to do the same to the Cinderella that I was talking about earlier, James Madison, but Oklahoma is an absolute powerhouse in college softball as they ha as they crown their first champion since 2019. But that's about it for this week's edition of the Around the League podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed, and I will see you next week. Bye, guys, and also don't procrastinate like I did this week. It's Thanks for fun. tuning in to the Around the League podcast. You can tune in next Sunday for another episode.